This is Dave Burnett, and I want to welcome you to today's God's Family Plan podcast. Today's podcast features my wife, Kathy, and her teaching, Kiosk of Kindness. And now, here's Kathy. Kiosks of Kindness. That's a new phrase Holy Spirit recently shared with me. Let's take a few minutes and unpack it to discover what it means. Kiosk, as defined on their website by a company called Fit Small Business, is a small standalone booth typically placed in high traffic areas for business purposes. The website goes on to say a kiosk typically provides information and applications on education, commerce, entertainment, and a variety of other topics. Kiosks are popular due to the number of advantages they provide. End quote. Historically, the word kiosk originated from Persia, where the name meant a pavilion that was open on all sides. The word kiosk had a similar meaning when it first appeared in the Oxford English Dictionary in the early 1600s. In modern times, kiosk came to have a somewhat different meaning. According to Wikipedia, the first self-service interactive kiosk was developed in 1977 at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign by a pre-med student named Murray Lapp. Techopedia describes an interactive kiosk as a computer station set up in a public space for public use. It is a rather broad term that is used in different industries in different situations, and the system itself uses different kinds of technology. Webopedia provides a more detailed description. A kiosk requires a simple user interface that can be used without training or documentation, and the hardware must be rugged and capable of operating unattended for long periods of time. The words and phrases in these definitions and descriptions that Holy Spirit highlighted include interactive, interface, public use, public space, and used in different industry situations and different kinds of technology, rugged and capable of operating unattended. Take special note of the word interface. Merriam-Webster describes interface as a point where two systems, subjects, organizations meet and interact. So the idea that Holy Spirit was communicating to me is that believers are to be human kiosks that are located in public spaces for public use and are interactive and available to interface in a variety of situations using different kinds of technologies. More about that later. Now let's turn our attention to the word kindness. When I think of the word kindness, the first scripture that comes to mind is the last half of Romans 2.4 that says, God's kindness leads you toward repentance. In order to get a better understanding, let's take a look at the context of these words. In the final verses of Romans chapter 1, Paul describes the depths of human sin and depravity. 
He then reminds the reader that those who practice such behaviors will eventually experience the righteous judgment of God. By the way, that includes all of us. As Paul states later in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. As we shift our attention to the beginning of Romans chapter 2, Paul expands his discussion about the judgment of God. He notes that God's judgment is always righteous. He states that judgment is God's responsibility. Human judgment is, simply put, wrong. Whenever humans judge each other, we've lost our focus. The focus should always be on God and being in right standing with Him. Judging other people is God's responsibility, not ours. Let's take time to read those first four verses of Romans 2. Here they are in the voice translation. So you can see there are no excuses for any of us. If your eyes shift their focus from yourselves to others to judge how they are doing, you've already condemned yourselves. You don't realize that you are pointing your fingers at others for the exact things you do as well. There's no doubt that the judgment of God will fall upon hypocrites who practice such things. Here's what's happening. You attack and criticize others and then turn around to commit the same offenses yourself. Do you think you will somehow dodge God's judgment? Do you take the kindness of God for granted? Do you see his patience and tolerance as signs that he is a pushover when it comes to sin? How could you not know that his kindness is guiding our hearts to turn away from distractions and habitual sin to walk a new path? These verses make it clear that all of us will undoubtedly encounter God's righteous judgment. God's judgment is inevitable. But we are also reminded of God's kindness. Kindness is not the only attribute of God that's mentioned here. God is also described as being patient and tolerant with us. And that's not the end of the matter. Just as God extends patience, tolerance, and kindness to each of us, we need to extend patience, tolerance, and kindness to others. Let's take a closer look at the words used here to describe the way God treats us. Rather than explore each individual word, here's a list of the way these words can be translated. Kindness, gentleness, goodness, better, easy, gracious. Tolerance, forbearance, self-restraint. Patience, fortitude, long-suffering. Paul concludes that as a result of experiencing God's kindness and understanding, we are drawn or led into repentance. The message translation puts it this way. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into radical life change. The radical life change experienced by those that have been redeemed by Jesus is addressed again in Paul's teaching in Galatians 5. A detailed list of what's described as acts of the flesh is provided. Then the focus of the passage dramatically changes, moves away from fulfilling the lusts of the flesh, and shifts to, as stated in verse 13, living a life of freedom 
in the Holy Spirit. Here's how Galatians 5.16 in the Passage Translation explains this radical life change. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. In Galatians 5.18, believers are instructed to come into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace. That means to become empowered by His grace, to live a Spirit-filled life, a life of living in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, and walking in the Spirit. This thought is summarized in Galatians 5.22. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after Him. One important aspect of this radical life change is changing the way we treat other people. Galatians 5.13 in the Passion Translation describes it like this. Don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgent that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. As we learn to walk in the Spirit on a daily basis, we can become more like Jesus. With the Spirit's help, we can even develop the characteristics of Jesus. As we grow and mature in faith, Christ-like characteristics grow within us. In other words, as described in Galatians 5.22, we began to produce the fruit of the Spirit, that is, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. A footnote in the Passion Translation says that this text clearly infers that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, with the other virtues displaying aspects of the greatest quality of spirit life, agape love. With the thought that all of the fruit of the Spirit are facets or components of agape love, the Passion Translation of Galatians 5:22 and 23 reads, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Wow! Exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit really is a radical life change for most of us. It's a change that can only happen by the grace of God as we submit to the Holy Spirit every day. Now let's get back to our original phrase, kiosks of kindness. Our primary example of a kiosk of kindness is Jesus. Jesus was accessible. He interfaced and interacted with the Father. He interfaced and interacted with everyone around him. Jesus was so accessible that people from all walks of life were able to meet and interact with him. Little children, fishermen, soldiers, prostitutes, tax collectors, the disabled and terminally ill, the rich and religious, all could approach him and receive his kindness. Even during the crucifixion, 
The thief on the cross had an encounter with Jesus and was able to receive forgiveness. So the idea that Holy Spirit is communicating with us about kiosks is that followers of Jesus are to be human kiosks. As directed by Holy Spirit, we are to be accessible in public spaces for public use. We are to be interactive and available to interface with others in a variety of situations using a variety of technologies or, in other words, spiritual gifts. As kiosks of kindness, we are to fully demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit to the world. 2 Corinthians 5.17 in the Passion Translation explains it like this. We are ambassadors of the Anointed One who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. In this challenging season, we need to purpose in our hearts to live in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, and walk in the Spirit in order to fully receive the kindness of God for ourselves. As we do so, we are enabled, equipped, and empowered to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit to those who are experiencing fear, anxiety, and distress. As it is stated in 2 Corinthians 1.4, because of the way God treats us, we are able to comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. These are the instructions Jesus gave his disciples in Matthew 10.8, as it's written in the Message Translation. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. In other words, Jesus said, Freely you have received, freely give. Today I believe he's speaking the same words to you and me. He's asking each of us, Are you willing to follow my instructions? Are you willing to be my ambassador and demonstrate my goodness to the world? Are you willing to live your life as a kiosk of kindness? I want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I trust it's been a blessing to you. Until our next podcast, you can catch our daily postings on Facebook on the God's Family Plan Facebook page. Until then, may God's richest blessing be upon you and your household. In Jesus' name, amen.